yesterday, Monday, and it is Dalit, right? Dalit Kislev. Monday Dalit Kislev. Now, we learned a Maimed Friday and yesterday from Tafshin Yud Aleph. The reason, the excuse for learning the Maimed was that there was no Maimed from Tafshin Mem Gimel, which is the year we are journeying through for Pashas Teldris. So we needed to find an alternative Maimed, and because of a number of reasons and all earlier involvements, we decided to do this Maimed from the very first years of the Rebbe's Nesir. It was a Pesach Maimed, which speaks about the theme of Mashiach also la Sovat Tzatikaya Yufta. The Mashiach is going to bring in the new children. Now, as it happens, that Maimed is a sequ- has a sequel. It's a Hemshech. Two Maimed, one after the next, that speak on the same subject. The first one was Achen Shal Pesach, the next one, as you can see in front of you, on page Nun Zayin is, 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 I'm sorry, on page Samachay is Mocher Chedish, which is Mamish a few days later. Within a week of the earlier Maimed, the Rebbe said a second Maimed, and this Maimed also talks about Mocher Chedish. So I spent some time, more than some, preparing this second Maimed. The second Maimed is, in a way, deeper than the first, in a way it's not so deep. I'm just going to say one little thing before we begin. You'll see I numbered it, right? One through, I don't know what number it was. And you'll also see that I haven't given you the complete Maimed because we don't need the complete Maimed. You'll get that Amit Hashem tomorrow, I hope. Okay? So, let's begin. Sif Beis, let's start to read inside. In the last Maimed, we spoke about Mashiach. And what did we say about Mashiach? The Ksiv Mashiach does not judge with his eyes. And I can explain to you yesterday, he doesn't judge only with his eyes. Nor does he judge only with his ears. In addition to judging with his eyes and with his ears, he judges by smell. How was that explained? That Mashiach reaches the Madreg of Reach, which goes on Yechida. And on that basis, is able to make a judgment. The Eidom Razal, another thing that we learned was Mashiach also la sova tzadikaya b'ti yufta. Mashiach comes to make tzadikim do tshuv. V'nizbaye shom sheshneim yonam elu b'Mashiach. Turn to page some of more. The Maimon explained to us that there's two different concepts in Mashiach. Top of some of now. Number one, b'nigel l'mhusi shal Mashiach. What Mashiach is by himself. That he smells Yiras Hashem. The actions of Mashiach. That he comes to bring Sadiqa to do Tshuva. So you have two fancy expressions. The first expression is Mahusesh Mashiach. And the second expression is Pu'ulasesh Mashiach. Mahusesh Mashiach is Meirach Vedoin that he smells and judges. And Pulasa Shah Mashiach is that he makes Sadiqim do Tshuv. So the Rabbi explains three lines from the top. The meaning of smelling and judging means He doesn't judge only with his eyes based on what a person sees. Because when a person sees with his eyes, he only sees what his eyes will show him. Meirach Vadoyim means he uses his eyes and he uses his ears and he uses his mind and he uses all kinds of other things. But not only those tools. He uses also Reach. Um, five lines in the top of the page at the end of the line. It says in the Mishnah 
You can't judge somebody else until you, you, you yourself find yourself in his place. But to truly be in another person's place and therefore to judge him precisely. It's only possible if you reach the very etzim of that person. And that's what means. The Rebbe explained in the Shir of yesterday, Bariches, that the Deyach goes to the very etzim of the Neshama. Smell goes to the very etzim of the Neshama. Which means that through the idea of Reyach, Yomagala Yechida. And the Rebbe explained when Yomagala Yechida, Yechida doesn't remain separate. Yechida is infused into Yechida. You have a very different brain, you have a very different heart, you have very different senses because they're connected to the Yechida. What's the difference? That because your brain and your heart are connected to the Yechida, you don't only know what your brain and heart see and judge, you actually get into what the Rebbe calls the sea base. You can identify the causes, the motivations of that other person. And as a consequence, when you're judging them, you're judging them precisely. You're not judging them based on chitzonias, they can measurements. You judge them on chitzonias, they can measurements, as they are qualified by a yechida measurement, which actually feels and knows where that other person is, and on that basement, the judgment is accurate. Now, I'm not going to go over the reach conversation, but the point is that the reach represents yechida. And not how Yechida is separate, but how Yechida changes the brain. And he brings it the example, the commission is Vayel we explained earlier. Seven lines on the top of page Samachvot. It's possible that the outside of a person should be very, very good, and the inside of the person is very, very, very corrupt. Now we have to assume that was inside and outside the same. But was a perfect Jew. He knew Kalatera Kula and so on. was so humble. he said, I do not know whether I'm going to Ganadin or I'm going to Gehenim. Now, of course, the Rebbe said the was for sure going to Ganadin. But why would he even think? He's not going to Ganadin. If Lehniach Ladava God Ladava Kotl, which he didn't know, what's the Teret? Abiyechem Zaki was thinking maybe on the outside. I'm a tzaddik underneath a merosha. My etzem is not good. Velachain therefore kedeshiyia mitas hamishpat. If the judgment is to be true, tarachlei des kolan yonim. One must know all those things. Ad lebechinas etzem all the way to the pintaret. Vedafkaz and only then yocholi yes beshofat betzedik. Talim, the judgment could be absolutely righteous, just. This is the type Mashiach smells. And judges that smelling and judgment doesn't mean that he just gives a whiff and he judges. No, he collects evidence and he listens to the case and he examines the evidence. But in addition to all of that, smell touches the Yechidah Shevanefesh. Like the Rebbe said in the previous Maimah from the Zayar, especially the left nostril. And I'm skipping two lines. Therefore, because Mashiach has a kech to smell, reaches and touches to know it's kolonyon yazulos, everything about the next person. Knows not just what the other person does, but what the other person is in his etzim. And therefore he knows what the Rebbe calls in the Maimah his sea base, the causes. And because he knows the causes, he's able to determine how to judge that person with precise accuracy. This concept, which we discussed yesterday, is called Merach Vidoyen. 
Meinavodai means to smell and judge. In our Maimir, on the top of this page, Moirach Vedayin is called Muhusei Shal Mashiach. What's the Muhus of Mashiach? What's the etzim of Mashiach as a person that he smells and he judges? Now the concept is that although he judges the way any Rav would judge, the way any Tzaddik would judge, the way any Navi would judge, but he also, the Yechidah Shebenefesh is by him, his Galus is revealed. And therefore the accuracy of his judgment is qualified by the Yechid. Now, understand that this is it. Atkan, this page that we just read, and we did it pretty quickly, explained the concept of Meirevodah. It's a review from the previous Maimir. It's a review from yesterday's year. Now we continue. I'm on page Samach Vov, where the asterisks are on either side of the page. Vizeo Gamo Enyan, which brings us to the second idea. Now, the second idea we learned about on Friday, and we're going to learn about it now again. What is the second idea? And this Rebbe calls Pu'ullah Seishal Mashiach, the action, the function of Mashiach, in addition to Muhu Seishal Mashiach, which is Meirach Vadoyim, this Pu'ullah Seishal Mashiach, which is Mashiach Asa, La Sobat Tadikai Betis. Mashiach comes to make Tadikim Duchum. Since Mashiach's judgment is based on the Essen, like we discussed in Muhuse Shal Mashiach, which is Meirach Vedoyin, therefore, Pula Seshal Mashiach, Lachan Yifal, he was able to do a Pula of the Yenat Shuvagam Batadikam. Even Tadikam are going to do Chub. Shari Akech, Asagiluyim, a person on the outside could be a perfect Tadik, but Ainam made them a Matzah Essen. They don't reveal the Pneumius. It's possible that on the outside a person is a big tzaddik. It's still possible. At the very same time, the etzim is deep in klipa, like the abiechen of said. So Mashiach also, Mashiach comes to show tzaddikim that maybe their inside is not like their outside, and that their inside is not like their outside, they need to do tshuva. How is Mashiach going to know the inside? Says that in the next paragraph on the Mandayan Tzadokhav, they don't understand. Who was the example of Tshuva by Tzadikim in the end of the last month? Now, if you recall, when I taught it to you, I gave you the example from Alter Rebbe. Because the Rebbe says, Avata Tetave. The Alter Rebbe is avoid of the Imcha This is the avoid of Tzadikim doing Tshuva. But the Rebbe gave a marshal of Meshad Where do you see by Meshad Abbeinu Tshuva? That he looked into the last generation, our generation, and he was humbled by us because of our Mesidus Nefesh and because of our Al Yevesh, like I explained yesterday and like we discussed on Friday. It says, Rabbi, I'll ask you a question. It's Shaykh that Meshach Rabbeinu's insights are clipper. It's possible such a thing. The Bish, I remember Tadikim Stam, if Mashiach makes regular Tadikim do trouble. Yeah, I knew it's possible that these are tzaddikim with tzaddikas that you learn that tzaddikim on the outside. Hinekivan tzaddikas that you learn yom einim et ala etzem. It's possible that the outside is good, but the inside isn't good. So you could say Mashiach brings regular tzaddikim to tshuva, namely those tzaddikim who are on the outside righteous and the inside they have a shaykes to clip. Says the Rebbe Avo. Think about this. This idea that Mashiach comes four lines from the bottom of page Samavot. To bring Tzadikim to do Tshuva. It's an allusion to every Tzadik. Even Tzadikim in a level of Yechidim. Which is why in the last Maimir, yesterday's class, 
from whom did we give a dogma for, for the idea of Sadiqim doing Chova? That Shekedim is Talkusay and Ligil Madregis Chova. Mesha reached Chova before he passed away. It's impossible to say, God forbid, God forbid. It's absolutely impossible to assume that Mesha's etzem was in Klippis. And certainly the essence of Mesha Rabbeinu was the highest levels of Kedusha. Says the Rebbe, the question now returned. What's Chuva in this Madrega? What's the fundamental definition of Chuva? That's the Rebbe's question. That's the Rebbe's question. How do we explain Chuva? Chuva is defined by Min Harichu. Chuva is defined, I'm not running to something, I'm running from something. That's Chuva. I'm running away from bad towards good. A tzaddik has no connection to bad. If a tzaddik has no connection to bad, what's he running away from? That's the basic question. So what's the answer? Mashiach reveals etzem. And you never know. A tzaddik could be a tzaddik on the outside. And on the level of etzem, it's not besedim. And therefore, it's a need for tshuva by tzaddikim. Says the Rebbe, but by Mesha, you can't say that. Mesha was for sure a tzaddik on the etzem level as well. And Mesha's the example Moshe's the example our Maimah brings to Mashiach making Tzadikim do tshuva. So if Moshe's the example for making Tzadikim do tshuva, the reason we just gave falls away. What was the reason we just gave? That a possible a tzaddik should be on the outside at tzaddik and on the inside be imkaklipas. If it's not true of Moshe, so if Moshe Rabbeinu is being brought to tshuva to Mashiach, what does that mean? His etzem is also in kedusha. If the atom of Mesha Rabbeinu is also in Kedusha, so then what could possibly be the idea of a tzaddik and the madrig of Mesha being brought to Tshuva through Mashiach? This is the question. And then the Rebbe goes on to say that Lachedi, you could say that a tzaddik is never happy and the Rebbe is not happy with him. Anyway, so let's set up this mind. We're in the middle of a hemshech of Tumai Morim that talks about the idea of Mashiach and says, Muhus of Mashiach, the essence of Mashiach, but that he's made Achvedoy. That means he reaches Yechida and he changes the whole personality based on the Yechida. And he judges by knowing Sibis. He knows not just who you are and what you did, but what your reasons are. And therefore he judges precise and accurate. Number two, the act of Mashiach is that he brings Tzadikim to the Chum. So if a Tzadik is a regular Tzadik, that you could say that the inside is in a different place than the outside, that makes sense. But if a tzaddik is a special tzaddik, where the inside is different, it's the same as the outside, like Meshach Rabbeinu, how does Mashiach bring Meshach to do tshuva? And the example the Maimah brought is Meshach. So we're starting over from the beginning again. Now this, what we're going to learn now, is Abisa Le'evi. Turn to page Samachtes. Second paragraph of page Samachtes. Four lines into the paragraph. Or if it's easier for you, seven lines from the bottom of page Samaches. This is where we're starting. We're talking about Omnam. You see Omnam? When a Neshama leaves Gan Eden. And of course a Neshama in Gan Eden is in a state of light and delight. Correct? The light and delight. 
But when the neshama comes on into this world, there's problems. But listen carefully and look at my Roman numerals and so on precisely. When an neshama comes into this world, there are a number of different problems. Number one, the neshama becomes physical. And because the neshama comes physical, the, phys- the understanding and the spirituality of the neshama are on a physical level, on a human level. Number two, in addition to the fact that the neshama understands godliness to a physical s- screen, lower than this, when the neshama comes into the body, the neshama is covered over. Point one is, when the neshama comes into the gulf, the neshama is less. Point two, as the neshama comes into the gulf, the neshama is covered. And in the idea that the neshama is covered is two different levels. Ha'alaf, the first level is, Shahaguf, ma'ilim al-eid neshama the body covers the light of the soul. That's level one. The ha'beiz, in the second level, hu'helem ha'guf atme is the body's own concealment. So Rabbi Sai, you have three ideas here. Idea number one, the neshama beguf, the revelation of the neshama in the guf is less than the revelation of the neshama in Gan Eden. Idea number two, the neshama in the guf, the guf blocks the neshama. And idea number three, the guf itself is a blockage. The guf itself is a clipper. You look at a guf, you don't see the ocean. Says the Rebbe. Vehaim. Now, the first idea the Rebbe doesn't discuss because it's obvious. But the second and third ideas the Rebbe does discuss. This second and third idea, the body covering the soul, and the body itself being a covering, are the two concepts that you have in darkness. This idea that we're about to read, you have in a lot of places in Hasidus, you have it in Shadiyeda, this is based on the third Chedek and Ayim Beis, the two opinions about darkness. What are the two opinions about darkness? The first opinion is that there's no such thing as darkness. Darkness is simply a lack of light. That's one madrega. There's no light, it's dark. You bring light, the dark vanishes because darkness is not a mitzvah. The deeper level is that darkness is a thing. It's the thing of darkness. So the difference between the first concealment and the second concealment is the first concealment is darkness blocking light. And the second concealment is the blockage of darkness itself. Number one, say that darkness is a lack of light. And number two, the Abish did himself created the phenomena of blackness. There's two levels, three lines in the bottom of page, Samachtes. There is a notion of the body covering the light of the soul. And when the body covers the light of the soul, what is missing? What you're not able to see is the godliness which we call revelation, which we call light. That's one level. But then, two lines from the body is vahelem haguf The how the body itself is a blockage. Says the Rebbe, who that's a lower level, that's a deeper level, that's a darker darkness. The darkness is a creation unto itself. So there's a level where we say that darkness is a lack of light, and there's a level where we say that God created darkness itself. The neshama is light. When the body covers the neshama, that's darkness covering light. And when you say that the body itself is hiding the Ebishter, that's darkness itself. 
when you're talking about a phenomena of light, you can say that the light is missing. So darkness is a lack of light. Like Halisha's this almost a weakening like page I you know. Says the Rebbe Omizem movement, which teaches us. The second kind of concealment, which is the concealment of the body itself, can possibly be a lack of light. Because if you're talking about the concealment of the body itself, the body exists before the soul. And the body that exists without a soul is not covering over light, there's no light to cover. It's a different concept. And what is different concept? Darkness itself. V'zeo gam, which explains, Sheshedesh haguf, Eini mebechinus ha'edit, Tzesen kabol ene chasidus. The nishat, the guf, doesn't come from light, Ki mebechinus ha'roshimu, from something called Rishimu. Allah, therefore, the Rebbe repeats, and concludes, Halem hagufatz, the hiddenness of the body itself, who in it is the concept that darkness is a creation unto itself. So now, this is obviously difficult to explain. The, 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 the philosophy of it in brief is that the nature of light and life is interactive. It's a meeting between two things. Light comes from a source, goes into a body. Life comes from a source, goes into a body. And the body covers it. The concept of the darkness of the body itself is not about interaction. There's nothing coming from the Ebishter to the Guf. This Guf is an embodiment, is a representation of the Ebishter, and it's dark. You don't see how it's Ebishter, it covers it all. So that when a Guf is blocking a Neshama, the Neshama is trying to announce this to Ebishter, the Guf is not letting it. When the Guf is not revealing its own godliness, it's not like it's trying to announce its light, its connection to its source. And it's being prevented from doing so by an extraneous effect. It itself hides. So there's darkness that hides light. And there's darkness that's hiddenness itself. Darkness and hiddenness itself is what we call the keli, the vessel. What we call the goof. This is not something preventing light from shining. This is not light. This is a very, very fascinating concept which is brought in Hasidus, right? One concept of Hashem, who al Kim, had this in Tanya, in the Rebbe Sikh and Chel Chafalev. One concept is, al Kim blocks Havaya. If al Kim blocks Havaya, Havaya is the creator, and al Kim is not letting you see Havaya. But then there's another concept, al Kim is a blockage. Not it's blocking Havaya, it's a blockage. What's the difference? In terms of light, al Kim blocks Havaya. But in terms of creation, in terms of physical things, Elakim is not blocking Avaya, Elakim is the creation itself. And the nature of this creation, which comes from Elakim, is that you have no idea where it came from. So you have three concepts. Number one, a diminution in light. Number two, a blockage of light. And number three, darkness itself. Now why are we saying this? Why are we saying this? We are saying this because we want to answer a question. Okay? And I'm going to talk you through this. In other words, I'm going to waste time. Okay? The issue on the table is tshuva. The issue on the table is tshuva. Why do you have to do tshuva? Because you're far away from the Ebishter. And the motivation is distance. The motivation is not, I want to be close. I want to go away from a bad place. So let's start from the first level. The first level is a benini, or about tshuva, whose issue is what? He doesn't feel so much light. 
he feels a, a, a diminution, he feels weakness, he feels not strong, he feels not good, he makes a Vedas even the Chmona Lutzlan. Because he feels far away to the For a regular person to do Chuvah, all he needs is to feel a weakening in his connection to HaKadosh Baruch. Tzadikim don't feel a weakening to HaKadosh Baruch. Tzadikim have a very strong connection to HaKadosh Baruch. So if a tzaddik has a strong connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how can a tzaddik do Chuvah? So the Rebbe answers, because even in the biggest tzaddik, the etzim of the light is also concealed. Tzadikim also. They talk are very connected to the Yevishter, but they could be more connected. And there's something called etzim, the essence. And because the essence is hidden, a tzaddik can experience feeling far from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, just like a Benyani and a Balchuva can, and there could be a concept of true. says, the Mayer, who teaches us this? Only Mashiach. Mashiach is Yechida. And Mashiach is going to reveal the Yechida of Eirin Saf, Yechida of light. And by Mashiach revealed the Yechida of Eirin Saf, he's going to show a tzaddik. You think you're close. If you take a look at your etzim, you'll see your etzim is Be'imkeh So Mashiach is able to make a tzaddik do tshuva, meaning to say, Mashiach is able to take a Jew whose condition is close to Hashem and wanting to get closer. And he's going to show him, don't be motivated by wanting to be closer. Be motivated by feeling far. How? If you reveal Yechida of Ayin, you realize that you're Be'im Keklipis. That's level two. So Rebbe, what about Meishar Abeinu? What about Alter Rebbe? Tzadikim Agdeilu. There's no question that these people are Tzadikim not only on the outside, but the Tzadikim also on the inside. A tzaddik who's a tzaddik both on the outside and on the inside. How do you make him feel far? How do you make a tzaddik like Meishel Abeinu feel far? A regular tzaddik you make him feel far by showing him that his etzem is in a bad place. But a tzaddik whose etzem is in a good place, how do you make him feel far? And the tenet is, because in addition to Mashiach revealing the etzem of Oir, Mashiach reveals the godliness of Choshech itself. And when you reveal the godness of Cheshach itself, even Moshe Rabbeinu feels far. When you reveal the godliness of the guf, not how the guf is covering over the Nishomen. When you reveal the godliness of the guf, even Moshe feels far. What I'm trying to do is show you the progression. In Yeshivisha language, is a Havamina, there's a Maskana. What we thought first, and what we thought second. And I'm going to repeat it. The first thing we thought is that if you have a little light, you feel far in the truth. The second thing we thought is that when you reveal the essence of light, you discover that maybe your essence is in a bad place. That's the truth of itself. And the third thing we're thinking is that when you reveal darkness itself, even a tzaddik who's perfect till the madrega of essence discovers that his goof, his goof, not the way the goof is covering the neshama, his goof itself is far away from the and it makes him do truth. So in other words, that what he's adding in this Maimah, where the last Maimah is, in the last Maimah we spoke, it is true by regular people. And Mashiach adds Tshuva by Tzadikim. And here we're adding Tshuva by Tzadikim and the Madrega of Meshach Rabbeinu by revealing darkness itself. So this is what we're going to be exploring. Mashiach also, Mashiach comes along. To make Tzadikim do Tshuva means even that the biggest Tzadikim should Tshuva, even Meshach Rabbeinu do Tshuva. I, he's perfect and holy and can't get that because baruch until his etzim. And the Tere says, but that's in the Neshameh. Mashiach is going to show the godliness of the goof. 
And in so doing, even Meshach Rabbeinu is going to be able to This is the setup. So what I did was, I spent a lot of time on reading a very little part of the Maimit, because this is the key to the Maimit. Okay? We're going to keep reading now. Number three, page Ayin still. Vehile. And the two aforementioned years of Cheshach. Now I'm going to qualify this and say it's not really two, it's three. What are the three levels? Level number one, that you reveal less light. Level number two, that the light is blocked. And level number three, the blockage of darkness itself. So because you have three levels, you have to have three parallel ideas. What are going to be the three parallel ideas? Iskafia. And then we're going to have two ishapches. A lower ishapche and a higher ishapche. Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. We have three concepts. We have tshuva, which is shayich now. We have tshuva, how Mashiach makes regular tzaddikim do tshuva. And we have tshuva, how Mashiach makes tzaddikim like Meshach Rabbeinu do tshuva. Why does a regular yid need to do tshuva? Because he's far away from the light. He has very little light. For making a tzaddik do tshuva, you have to reveal the etzam of ayah. For making Meshach made the tshuva, you have to reveal the godliness of Cheshach itself. So if you have three levels, you have to have three different avoiders. Correct? Yeah? <laughs> three different avoiders. The first is Iskafia. The Baal Tshuva and the Benyanis Tshuva is called Iskafia. And the second is called Ishabcha. And the third is also called Ishabcha. We're going to have three different ways of serving Hashem that are going to correspond to the three levels of the idea of Baal Tshuva the highest of which is that when you reveal the godliness of darkness, even Meshe Rabbeinu has a need to do tshuva. So today we'll learn the first. And tomorrow we're going to learn the second and the third. Okay, so here we go. And again, I'm using my own words now. These three ideas of darkness. Idea number one, you feel far from the light. Idea number two, that the etzim of the light is covered over by darkness. And idea number three, the darkness itself. So let's talk about the first idea. You have three avoiders. Number one is kafia, number two is hapche, and number three another is hapche. Says the Rebbe, let's do the first one. A regular yidah bending about tshuva. When he does tshuva, it's avoided this kafia. He's bending himself. And what do we know? Uh, bending oneself. And one bends himself. It's reasonable. I'm not transforming myself. I'm not changing myself into a new mitzvah. I'm simply bending what I am. So it's reasonable. Vahainu, <laughs> this is achieved. Through the various different contemplations and meditations. Shenizbaru besvarim. There's one in various different svarim, especially in Hasidus. That pale emalara shemizbatalate. You have evil and you have good. Now, why do you have evil and good? Because there's not enough light. You increase the light and the good goes away, the bad goes away. That's it. That's the madrig of Chuba of a Pashtadit. Now, let's go back and read the commentary on this. The commentary on this is on page Samarzai. Okay, we're going back now to page Samarzai. Okay, and he says, Gimel, the Hine. The correction in this world is by including the left side and the right side, right? What does it mean that the correction in this world is achieved by including the left side and the right side? So for the purposes of uniformity, the left side is darkness, the right side is light. Now what kind of darkness and what kind of light are we talking about at the moment? 
We're talking about tshuva one, right? We're going to have three tshuva. This is the first. What's the first tshuva? I have a little life, but not enough. I feel far. I want more. Correct. The, the light is being blocked partially by the goof and the alam is vestated. So I know what light is. I want more. And because I don't have more, I feel far away. And that's called including the left in the right. Okay? Says the Rebbe, the already discussed five lines into that paragraph. I skipped. What does it mean to bend? Point one. Good and evil are at war. Why? You have a little light. You have not to have no light. You have a little light. Because you're talking about a limited and a reasonable light. Why? You have only a little light. Because the darkness is fighting with it. The goof is not landing in a shamabril. So what do you do? You duke it out. Light and darkness are on equal footing. An equal footing. Because the light is a limited light. It's not an infinite light. And the darkness is partially winning. So they fight it out. So it says, They're fighting with him. And of course, that's what a Balchuva does. And the Alter Rebbe says, That the job of a Benyani slash Balchuva is midas kol adam is the measure of the average person. Which is what a person should pursue unless somebody special tells them that he's a tzaddik. This is a war. It's a struggle. The Pasuk says, Yankov has a wrestle with Esav. How could Yankov fight with Esav? How could Yankov fight with Esav? Esav's Malach. Yankov is a Lakus. Who's Esav's Malach? Is the Teres. That the Madrega of Yankov that met Esav's Malach were par. This Madrega of Yankov, for example, that's called Yisrael. Against Yisrael, there's no Malach of Esav. But the Madrega of Yankov, which is called Yankov, can fight with the Malach of Esav. Because they're on the same footing. When you're serving Hashem as a benyani slash balchuv, which means a reasonable level of connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and you have a little bit of that reasonable light, your opponent is your equal, and you have to fight it out. You have to duke it out. Okay, haram is battle, and of course kedusha wins, and klipa loses. But how does kedusha win? And how does klipa win? More light and less darkness, and more light and less darkness is a measurable thing. Says the Rebbe, it's something very advantageous about this level of Avaidah, which is called Iskafia. We are dealing with a limited light that has a real opponent of Klippe of darkness, and they fight it out. What's the Maila? Shal The evil itself comes to be Makir V'yedeya. To recognize and know. As Maila Satev, what's good about good. He should become good. Umaskim Leheya says, Tevi agrees. When you're dealing with reason, and the Nefeshalakis reasons that you should be a tzaddik, and the Nefeshal Bahamas reasons that you should be a behemoth, and they fight it out, and the Nefeshalakis wins, the Nefeshal Bahamas says, yeah, I want to be a mensch too. He's still an animal. <laughs> He's still an animal, but he recognizes the need to be a mensch. However, Number one, Evil is never going to become good. The evil remains at its core, not good. It, the good wins. Since they're equal, the good is limited and the evil is limited. When the good overcomes the evil, the evil sees the mile of the good. But he's really in, in his core evil, he's just sub- doing what good. He sees the mile of good, but he remains evil. The eighth chasarim and the second chasarim is. When you are dealing with evil, 
using a limited level of good, there's only one way to do it. And that is, I'm five lines from the bottom of the page now, six lines from the bottom of the page, it's only possible if the good goes into the yiv. And of course, you all know what that says. When you wrestle with somebody who's dirty, you become dirty in turn. When you're fighting a battle using finite weapons against an opponent who's using a similar quality weapon, you have to meet on the battlefield and duke it out. So even if you win, you get filthy. So the mind of this kafi is that you're defeating the Yetzirah and turning him over to recognize that he wants to be like you. The chesodan is he's never becoming good, he's just appreciating the mind of good. And the second chesodan is that when you win him, you become fachazat yourself, become filthy yourself. Okay? The dugma ladova, four lines from the bottom of the page, the example for this is miantokes mayimodim. How do you sweeten bitter waters? How do you sweeten bitter waters? So there's three ways of sweetening bitter waters. Okay? One is, you dilute them. You have bitter water, you have a cup of bitter water, you put it into a bucket, into a bowl, or into a barrel of sweet water, it becomes diluted. Number two, you put in an ingredient into the bitter water that makes it sweet. Like Meishar Abeinu put a piece of stick, a piece of wood into the water, it became sweet. You'll find out that there's two levels of that stick for a total of three. Our mind goes in three. You can sweeten bitter waters by adding more sweet water. You can sweeten bitter waters by throwing in a stick. And when you throw in the stick and the bitter water becomes sweet, there's two levels, as you'll see tomorrow. Says the Rebbe. When you sweeten bitter water, adding sweet waters in abundance. What's obvious is, the bad waters did not become transformed to sweet water. They remain bitter waters. The reaction is battled. They became bottled. Similarly, it's understood. When you have bitter waters and sweet waters, but the sweet water is so much and the bitter water is so little, the bitter stops being bitter. Don't kid yourself. Without the bitter water, the sweet waters will be a little bit more sweet. Even when the good defeats the evil, the evil has an influence on the good. And the bitter waters make the sweet waters one drop less. It's a little bit less sweet than it was before. A little bit of a mixture of bitter waters. So what did we learn today? That's it. Cheers over now, okay? What did we learn today? We summarized yesterday and Friday's class and explained that we're talking about Mashiach Mahus of Mashiach is made of Pu'ul of Mashiach that he makes that he can do tshuva and we divided it into three madregs the tshuva of a regular person the tshuva of a tzaddik and the tshuva of a tzaddik and the madreg of Meshach and so far we described how does a regular person do tshuva is called eskafia bending the evil to good bending the evil to good forces the evil to see good but it doesn't change the evil into good and moreover the good becomes dirty as a result of the debate as a result of the wrestle as a result of the engagement and the marshal that he gives is like sweetening bitter waters by pouring in a lot of sweeter water tomorrow we're going to review the second level and the second level will be the chuv of regular tzaddikim and with Hashem's help also the third level which is going to be the chuv of the biggest tzaddikim like Meshach Rabbeinu and this is accomplished through the idea of Achei Shech Atmeyar that the darkness itself should shine